We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We're here. I wish I could keep this feeling. I wish I could keep this feeling. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hale. Today, we are talking boxing and MMA. Like we promised you, great cards happening. If you guys are listening to this on Saturday morning, you guys get the full preview of everything. If you're listening to it during the week, it's all right. You get to see if we were right or wrong about this weekend's action. So we're talking... What happened last weekend as well with Paige Van Zant and Bare Knuckle Boxing. We're going to hit on Bellator's release of their Grand Prix, which looks crazy for the light heavyweights. And then, of course, we got to talk about all the happenings going on in the UFC, including UFC 258 later on in the show. But, Dre, I want to start off with someone who couldn't help but fumble in the bag. Gina Carano. What an idiot. <laughs> Yo, how stupid do you have to be? And, I mean, there's so many things to talk about here. One, she's not the brightest bulb, right? And I, you know what? I won't even say she's the brightest bulb. But since the advent of social media, Gina Carano has decided to show her ass as, like, this COVID non-mask wearing, like, oh, and, and you can be a conservative, but the things that she tweets about, it's like, yo, just go marry Tito Ortiz, you idiot. Like, yo, she's so <laughs> dumb. She's so ridiculous. And this, for those who don't know, she compared the way she says conservatives are treated in 2021 like how the Nazis treated Jews. Are you kidding me? How do you draw a parallel between a group of people who were murdered, gas chambered, burnt, kids killed, to you getting 
criticized for being a racist. Like, how is this? The, how are you drawing a parallel here? And it's so offensive because obviously you have to think the Jewish community, they don't play. And you see something like this comes up, especially when Hollywood, which has a lot of Jewish people in it, are very offended by Gina Carano's statements along with everybody in the whole world. And they're just, except for conservatives and idiots, but uh, not even <laughs> conservatives, except for racists and idiots. And then she gets fired from the Mandalorian and fumbles the ultimate bag. And then she flips around and says, you know what? Cancel culture. No, stupid. This wasn't cancel culture. Cancel culture is one of those things where Lance Storm actually on Twitter is the one who put it very precise on my timeline. Cancel culture is I found something that you did from like 10 years ago and now you're going to pay for it. This was dumbassness on full display getting you fired today. You got fired. You didn't get canceled. You got fired. You got fired for being an idiot. And now she's like teaming up with Ben Shapiro, talking about I'm going to have a movie. Yo, that's like driving a Rolls Royce and jumping into a Hyundai Elantra. <laughs> Cut it the fuck out. She's happy just to have a car, sir. Yo, she's so, so stupid, man. I'm so glad that Cyborg beat the shit out of her. It'd be great if they ran it back. <laughs> like, I know. You know. At this point, you need money. Run that back. I just can't believe that Gino Carano has, has come to this. But social media has been one of those things that has truly enlightened us on the stupidity of a lot of people. Like, Tito Ortiz continues to be a dumbass. But Gina Carano, she's not too far behind. Colby Covington's an idiot talking about the national anthem. Dog, they don't play the national anthem at UFC fights. Shut the fuck up. Like, shut up. <sighs> <sighs> The stupidity that people stand behind is amazing. Because, again, she had time. Like, you, you saw it coming, right? Like, the hashtag started to build, fire Gina Carano. It, I feel like this comes up every two months. She had enough time to take that shit down, to apologize, to say, yo, I, it's not how I meant it. I'm sorry. Disney maybe, maybe would have let her slide. Maybe. Like, they've really been trying to give her money. Damn, they almost gave her a full Star Wars show just for her. And she's not a great actress. No. She was that close. And she just couldn't say, yo, my bad. To double down and act like she's being attacked or she's the victim in this. It's just amazing. Like, yo, you don't deserve money at this point. You know how many people would take that gig? I hope they give it to Bay, Sasha Banks. Let her get a show. Fuck it. If you're giving out money. My God. Because this is just dumb. And she's had so many warnings. She said so much dumb shit the past year. Where they stood by her. Borderline racist shit. Dumb shit. Conspiracy theory shit. And they were like, all right. Okay. No, we still employ Gina Carano. And then now, yeah, you can't just be anti-Semitic in Hollywood. Like, it doesn't work. No, and, and again, man, it's it's she's like, she wants to start this campaign. And it's not a thing I fear, but it's something that I expected. Then now we're about to see a bunch of MAGA people and ultra conservatives that who are just bigots and racists come out and say, we're the oppressed now. It's us. They're, the man is holding us down. Bitch, you are the man. Like, what are you talking about? Cut it out. But this is what's about to happen. Between Trump losing the election, the Capitol building getting stormed, and this Gina Carano thing, which may seem small, but on the Star Wars is a huge franchise. And somebody like her, who played a role in that franchise that a lot of people was clearly aware of, 
it's a big deal. So there's people that are about to come out and say, yo, we're oppressed. They don't like our white skin. They don't like our politics. It ain't politics. We don't like your racism. Yep. Like tucking your racism. Your mask is slipping again. Tucking your racism. Why can't you do that? Like, listen, man. People have biases. And some people are just inherently racist. It's just the way it is. They don't give a shit. They don't, they don't care to know any better. But there's some people who choose to not voice their racism often in ignorance. Somebody like Michael Chandler, who I'm not calling a racist at all, but he was a Trump supporter. That's always going to be a problem to me. But what Michael Chandler doesn't do is parade it around throughout everything he does in the UFC. Like, I'm waiting for somebody to call. It's going to happen. And I hate that I'm putting this in the atmosphere. But the people that listen to this show aren't going to do what they wouldn't put this in the atmosphere the way somebody else would. Somebody's going to call like Gina Carano or some of these athletes that speak out on the other side. They're like they're Muhammad Ali. They're speaking oh, out. Shit. It's tr- <laughs> dog. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. Buckle up. Be prepared. It's about to be a bunch of bullshit, but it's definitely going to happen. They're going to start looking at these people like heroes for speaking out and getting and putting their careers on the line for saying what they believe in. Watch what I tell you. It is gross, but it's going to happen that point just getting followed by a bunch of other idiots like it's it's fine it's just a bunch of idiots yeah train the dummies man i i can't believe you just give up all that money to tweet to post on ig stories yo how serious is it i'm telling you man that she's about to call this thing the ultimate sacrifice i put my career on the line watch what i tell you Trust people are going to support whatever bunk ass movie she puts out. Um, yeah, at least 70 million people will support that, is what uh, this past election showed me. Crazy. But I mean, it's it's not sustainable, honestly. Like, racism, you know, being an idiot is not sustainable. She's never going to have the platform of Star Wars again. No, I mean, she won't, but I'm just saying. But like, you're about to see four years of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, and you're about to see four years. Just like with Obama and how that's how Trump got elected. I tell you, this thing flips every few years. It gets really drastic. And you're about to have the next four years, hopefully eight, but the next four years are going to be a whole bunch of people saying that they are now the oppressed and they need somebody to speak out for them. It's bound to happen. They're about to be not minority here in a second. And they'll yeah. be real fucked. So, I mean, it's... <laughs> It's going to be what hell of a four years that this is two months in with Gina Carano and a bunch of other idiots. Let's talk about good stuff in a nerd culture. So she dragged us into the Star Wars thing. I was like, all right, dope. We get to talk about uh, our other pastime, which is always fun. Dre, your video game is getting a TV show. <laughs> Last of Us getting a show on HBO, I believe. Does this mean I actually have to buy the games and play them? Yes, what is wrong with you? You should have been played these games. I should have. <laughs> I don't know why I haven't. MLB The Show crushes my life. Like, I don't... How... Man, is is I keep saying it. It's one of the greatest games I've ever played in my life. Period. It's incredible. So how could you... Yes, Enough to you be a to. TV show. Yeah. And I mean, it's hard. It's always hard to translate TV shows into... Uh, I mean, video games and the TV shows and movies successfully. Very difficult. Yeah. But if there Two was Raiders one that was made for this, it's The Last of Us. 
one and two are just incredible video games. And yes, what is it, HBO? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm going to watch this. But yeah, you need to play the game. What's wrong with you? Yeah, I'm going to play the game. I at least got to play one. Like, I at least got to see what it's about and then figure it out. But you said the shit was sad. It's dog. It's a, it is a emotionally taxing and miserable game. But it's great. Like, the gameplay is incredible, but man, listen. And it starts off with, like, misery. It just starts off, like, sad. And it, it, but the action is incredible. The gameplay is incredible. Everything about the game is incredible. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's heavy. It's a heavy, heavy game. All right, that's the next thing on my to-do list. Right now, my mind is all wrapped up in WandaVision. Yes. So I will play The Last of Us, but probably not until after March fifth. Yo, listen, I, I keep you know, Wandavision. We can't talk about it because it's impossible. It's impossible. Like I would never ruin that show for anybody. But yeah. all I will say for those of you who have yet to watch it and have done a good job of avoiding spoilers, just get through the first two episodes. I don't care what you think about the show. I don't care. If you leave those first two episodes going, man, I don't know what's going on. Cool, because that's exactly what's supposed to happen. Then you'll be all in. Trust me. If you're a comic book fan, oh god, this is this it. This is it. Yeah, and this comes, and this made me think because, of course, I didn't want to discuss spoilers and the ins and ins and outs of a show. But is Marvel about to make a run for DC on the TV side of things? I mean, because DC's had like the TV shows locked for a second. Like Smallville was okay. It was pretty good. I watched Gotham. I thought that was dope. People like the Flash and Arrow and all that shit. But I, I feel like we've seen kind of what DC has now. Yeah. Like Bat Batgirl isn't going to do anything for anyone. No. Like they they've they've used their their cards already. They're on the table. Marvel's just starting. So I, I feel like. I wasn't even super hyped for WandaVision or any of the shows, really. That's all changed now, hasn't it? All changed. I'm all in. I'm going to watch the, the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Which I had nothing, I had no care to watch. Oh, I, I did because I love the Winter Soldier character. And obviously, you know, I mean, listen, if you haven't watched Endgame now, I don't know what to tell you. But Fat Falcon is now Captain America, so I'm, I'm totally in on Like, everything. I'm totally in on this. Black Widow movie. There, there are people... It is so crazy to me. Listen, if you're not a Marvel person, okay, fine, whatever. I can't. It is what it is. But if you are a comic book superhero person and you've watched Marvel and you're like, I don't like this, you're bugging. If I've seen a couple of them, but I think they're just contradictory for the sake of being contradictory. They have to be because there's no way that you watch. Like I've seen people compare like the DC and Marvel thing, but uh, there's no comparison. Right, like DC, in Marvel, there's, there's nothing there. It's it's just they 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 literally get blown out of the water. Yeah, and DC has had. Listen, I'm not gonna act like they didn't have the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah, Dark Knight was was it was excellent, incredible. But, mm, but Batman versus universe. Superman, Oof. Justice League, ouch. Yeah, they kind of blew it not making the Dark Knight into a universe. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah. Yeah, you, you just hand the keys to Nolan and say run with it. I mean, you know, Birds of Prey was good, but uh, 
God damn. Anybody who is a DC apologist is like, you're just just being a dickhead. That's all. That's the only thing I could I could say because Marvel has had this thing on lock. Christ. Some are some you, movies are you hype about this Snyder cut. No, Justice man. League movie. I'm gonna watch it because I'm very curious what Zack Snyder has left out when it hit the cutting room floor because the movie just wasn't good. It yeah. just wasn't good, but you know, I feel like it's possible that Snyder had some stuff they leave on the cutting room floor, floor that would add cohesion to the story. Because like, if you watch it, it feels like they cut stuff out and then never put context around it. So I'm gonna watch the Zack Snyder cut, but I don't have high hopes, man. I yeah, couldn't even watch that. You can only do so much with the redo. You're going from an F what to a C. You ain't gonna go from an F to an A. Nah, that's not gonna happen. But I can't imagine. Like I, I just don't know what DC is gonna do. I, like they they are in so much trouble and then with ray coming out and saying his piece like it's just been it's been a complete mess i just don't know anybody who watches marvel movies and be like yo these suck unless you're watching iron man 3 thor yep. 2 the dark world was not good um and you I mean, you could put no i actually just watch iron man 2 again not bad I like thor 2 better than thor 1 there i mean both of thor suck until ragnarok Okay. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. They're yeah. and they, they're not terrible. They just they just don't hold up. They're not good. Yeah. You know, and unfortunately, there was never a Hulk movie. But the Hulk one counts in the Marvel Cinematic. Which universe. is it's so weird because it's Edward Norton and it's it like good. Eric Banya was like it was the Edward Norton one was a bad. It just didn't. I don't know. Yeah, the Edward Norton one counts in the MCU. It, it's just so weird because it ends up going to Mark Ruffalo like. Yeah. You think, in in a way, if it wasn't for Terrence Howard, you would say that Edward Norton is the one who fumbled the bag. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think he saw this covered at no. all. No. But Terrence Howard? Whoo, Terrence. Buddy. Again, people just talking their way out of the bag. Gina Carano, Terrence Howard, and Tyrese need a table for three. Yeah, but I think Tyrese <laughs> and, and Terrence Howard, they... they they haven't botched as much as Gina Carano and Terrence Howard. He just he over he overestimated his own value and priced himself out of sure. Iron Man Two. I mean, Gina they, Carano went on an anti-Semitic they, rant. That's completely they different. fumbled back for different reasons. Yeah, so I mean, that Tyrese table, took shots at the Rock. Yeah, like, I mean you know Tyrese he'll sit at the table and they'll have a you know a conversation. And then Tyrese will break into tears and be like, "What more do you want from me?" And then yeah, you know full dialogue. It, it just get really weird. So I, yeah. I don't want that. <laughs> uh, before we hit our break, all of this was just leading to one question, as we've been doing a lot lady, lately, is the Mount Rushmore list. What is your Mount Rushmore of superhero movies? Damn, man. Damn, that's, that's, that's four. That's four. four. All right. Um, <sighs> I'll go first. Yeah, go first. because I, I wrote mine down. I got I was, questions. Yeah, I was flopping a lot, flip-flopping. So um, people are going to kind of shit on me because I don't have anything before 2000, I don't think, on my list. I don't either, uh, though. Even though there's some good Batman movies from back then. Yeah, but no. Um, I think Michael Keaton, that Batman one was pretty dope. Great, yeah. Um, Go ahead. So my list is Spider-Man 2. Damn, that high, huh? It's good. I, no, no order, but it's in my four. Yeah. yeah. So Spider-Man 2, because Doc Ock is just perfect. Toby was perfect. Like, that movie was incredible to me. Um, then you have Dark Knight. Not Rises, even though I really like Rises. Every year passes, I like Rises more and more. That's on the fringe, on the outside of this. Um, and then give me Captain America Civil War. 
over Winter Soldier. Over Winter Winter Soldier, again, is probably the better movie. Like, you kind of dialogue wise and everything. Like the story cohesion is great, but Civil War is like the equivalent of movie flippy shit. Like just seeing everyone fight everyone, fucking Bucky, Captain America, Iron Man fight scene, crazy. Um, so give me Civil War and then Endgame. Okay. So one, first question. These have to be superhero movies, not just comic books, because that puts us in a whole different territory. Shit. Just superhero movies. Yeah. Because I would have to finagle my way into now considering, what, 300 and Scott Pilgrim versus the world. That's like, the one. in a bad place. Like, <laughs> That's, like Scott Pilgrim versus the world? Oh, man. That, that'd be, that takes somebody's spot. Spider-Man 2 would have to leave. So, yeah, no, we just got to go superhero movie. Scott, Scott Pilgrim is great. Yo, I'm not, like, I know we got to do the Rushmore, but I'm going to go on a brief rant about how good Scott Pilgrim versus the world is. <laughs> because that, that movie was not supposed to be that good. Like, it was so pitch perfect. There is not a dull moment in that movie. That movie is incredible. I just bought the game for Switch. I, I don't even, you know, people don't really buy like 4K Blu-rays, but I do. And I had to buy that one because I was like, I need it on demand to watch whenever I feel like it. Because there's never a time I'll, I'll turn it on and be like, yo, this is whack. I don't feel like watching this. Scott Pilgrim vs. the World is incredible. Kick-Ass is really good, too. There's a lot of them. Uh, v for Vendetta. Watchmen, the movie. Mm-mm. Pissed me mm, off. No, show is... Show is incredible. Movie. Mm-mm. Um, so when we come to superhero movies, uh, we obviously have to separate Infinity War and Endgame. And I watched Infinity War again, and I still love it. But it narrowly misses the cut because it felt like torture porn for the vast majority of that movie. Because I, I have never watched a superhero movie that had me on edge like Infinity War did. But yeah, that being I mean, said, Thanos came hot out the gates. Bro, hot. I mean, listen, man. Movie's incredible. But Endgame's on my list for sure. Uh, so we have Endgame. We have... Oh, boy. Dark Knight. Regular. Yes. Joker, Dark Knight. Okay. Yes. Um, and then this is where it gets difficult. Because it comes between <laughs> Logan, Ooh. Ragnarok... Um, Logan Ragnarok. What am I missing? What am I missing? Black Panther. Just because of the symbolism of Black Panther, it's like you got to have that. That yeah, it's somewhere up there. Yeah, of course. And Winter Soldier. And I love Civil War just because the visual of it all. But but now I have Endgame and I can <laughs> I can push Civil War to the side because that was the ultimate. <laughs> um. So I'm gonna go. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm totally sorry. I'm so sorry. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. That is absolutely oh, on my okay. Mount Rushmore. That that was so good. It Yeah, so that's 3. So now it's between Ragnarok, Logan, Ragnarok and Logan. Hmm. And Winter Soldier. I'm going to go with Winter Soldier. And I love Ragnarok. And I god damn, it's really hard to keep Logan out of this. I just haven't watched it in a while. So I might change my mind next week. So I'm going to watch Logan actually this weekend. But right now it's Winter Soldier because Again, first Avenger, it was okay. But then Winter Soldier happened, and the story of him and Bucky, pfft, forget about it. That that joint is... And then Ragnarok was just hilarious. Yeah. I mean, if we're going for hilarity, like, Guardians, oh, the first yeah. one was Guardians, funny. But, like, 
Deadpool is probably like the funniest one. Yeah, they, these like rated R was just like you what? It, fucking Ryan Reynolds crushed yeah. it. The I you know somebody's gonna say you didn't put the original Batman or Superman? No, because no. technology just wasn't there yet. Things couldn't look as incredible as you wanted them to be. And now, watching Endgame, whew. yeah, Black Hello. Panther. Black Panther also just narrowly misses my Mount Rushmore. And again, it might change tomorrow because of the symbolism of it all. Because that that movie's great. See, one that you didn't mention that barely misses my Mount Rushmore is the first Blade. Mm. Nah, it misses my Mount Rushmore. But that shit was so good. And Wesley like looked like Blade. Yeah. And that was the what, that was the first like really successful comic book movie. Yeah, with I mean Black Guy. <laughs> like Well yeah, with the Black Guy, yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. Um, yeah, it's hard because like as soon as like if you took animation out then into the Spider Verse wouldn't make it. Then, then I'd easily put no. I wouldn't easily put anything because it's still Black Panther, Logan, and Ragnarok. So I guess Ragnarok would be the odd man out. But yeah, it's hard, man. But again, Dark Knight, excellent. Um, DC, just y'all gotta get it together. And even the first Wonder Woman was was straight. This one, I haven't yeah, watched okay. the new one because I couldn't get through it. I looked at the time and I was like, yo, it should not be this long. It's a Wonder yeah, Woman movie. Nothing with Ben Affleck, Batman really did great. Yeah, and I mean, there's other things like um, Daredevil, whew, Elektra. Yeah, nah, yeah. Before Disney, well, I mean, you know, like Paramount had the, like, Iron Man just kicked everything off. Everything yeah. after that was great. But those we fan- don't speak of anything before. Though. No, we don't speak of Fantastic Four. Oof. Oh, which they fucked up so many times. Like, how did, man, you botch the Silver Surfer? Oof. Hopefully they redeem it. As a big comic book nerd who needs to get back into comic books like he used to, the Silver Surfer is such a linchpin for so many things. Oh, and, yeah. You know, when it comes, to, like, when you saw Thanos and Civil War, it's like, it seems like the natural progression is Galacticus and Silver Surfer. Because yep. what gets bigger than Thanos? Galacticus. Yeah, like, you need you need something. Like, and someone who doesn't even really fight, like, the Surfer comes and does his bidding. and <sighs> Yo, surf, the Surfer is like... I, yo, when I remember going to see that movie, The Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer, and I was like, yo, what is this? I was so mad. Watch that. I, I looked like, at the cover, though, and like I was so in when I saw the trailer. Because he melted like into the board. It was, I was like, oh, that shit looks dope. Yeah, some, and then I watched it, and I was like, oh. That was Terminator 2. And I was still a kid. And I was like, so I should have been like, just like, no, this is still cool. No. Yeah. No, it made no sense. No. Good Doctor Doom, though. Victor Von Doom. Man, listen. I would give him credit for that. Dr. Doom was really good in those movies. Like, good casting choice. If, man, if Marvel could pull this off with, and bring in Victor Von Doom and bring in the X-Men and bring in, I mean, at some point, Daredevil and Punisher. Like, if you bring all this together, it's like, that shit is orgasmic for a comic book nerd. Like, It'll probably be done over, what, a 10-year period? It, it'll take forever. Like, and I'm fine with that. That's yeah. what comics are supposed to be. Yeah, I'm fine with it, too. But, I mean, it'll take forever. It'll, it'll take forever to the point where I may not... I probably won't live to see the end of this. Because it's just going to be too much going on. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be like phase 17, and I'll be uh, like 90 years old on my deathbed. Like, going to see him. Well, I probably won't, might not be going anywhere because of COVID. Who knows? But... I, like hopefully I'll be rich enough to have like the grand theater in my crib so yeah still listen be... I got my VR headset now the Oculus that shit's amazing 
Yeah. She'll put you in the movie. Yeah, I, I'm not buying it for that reason because then I'll just never take it off. Bro, don't do it. Don't do it. Like I We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I get lost in like two, three hour spurts just in my living room because there's nothing there yeah. in my living room. And it's just I'm in the headset. And when you finally take it off, you're like, yo, I forgot the real world was here. Yeah, I'm not kidding. I got my Xbox Series X and a uh, Series oh, S and my PS5. So I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm the Oculus is, is next level. I watched the 2018 MLB All-Star game from the dugout the other day. That's crazy. You're just stupid. You do stupid shit in there. So, yeah, that talk about the future. That's the future. Um, the future for us right now, though, is we're taking a break. When we come back, we got to talk. We came here to talk. That's boxing and MMA. You guys don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this break. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we'll be back to the show in a second. But first, everyone, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is a perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll be able to get your show pushed on Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you for just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com backslash join. Check out the description box for the episode to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com slash join.
All right, just that quick, we are back talking boxing. Uh, it's going to be a quick segment because I feel like boxing is just starting to ramp up again. We have some really cool fights going on this weekend. But almost all the fights taking a turn here and a turn there. So before we get into this weekend's action, Dre, Paige Van Zandt made her bare-knuckle boxing debut. Hooray. I know you watched it. Yeah. Everyone watched it, it seemed like. I enjoyed that card. Yeah, I mean, bare knuckles not look, man. Bare knuckles not. It's not that it's not entertaining. It is entertaining. It's just hard for a lot of people to watch because he's yo. It's bare knuckle. It's kind of crazy, but yeah. Yeah, the cuts. Like the first fight on the card was two women just brawling, and that shit looked crazy. But I was like, yo, I don't even know if there's fight bonuses. But I was like, give them every bonus. And then we had, uh, shit, I forgot who it was, old UFC fighter. Chris Lieben. Chris Lieben, thank you. Chris hey. Lieben. <laughs> it's like, yo. It just made me forget. Yo, I'm glad you brought this up. Because my man had the most wildly entertaining scream I've ever seen in a fight. <laughs> From an eye poke. That was an eye poke, which was a knuckle to the eye, which I believe should just be a knockout. It was straight. It was a legal punch. And my man hits the ground like he got shot. And as the referee's like looking over him, he lifts his head. And I'm gonna back up for the mic. And he's like, Aah! and I'm like, yo, you just got poked in the eye. Let's chill out. And then you went and still got knocked out. Like you did all that because you spent all that energy yelling that you had nothing to fight. And then you just got knocked out by old ass Chris Liebman. That was Chris. wildly entertaining and incredible to see a man yell like that. Yes, and then there was like a technical match for the title, which I was like, oh, this is pretty good. And then Paige Van Zandt came on last. And this made me remember, Paige Van Zandt really never had hands. She's not, dog, listen. <laughs> I forgot about this. This, oh man, when they booked this fight, I, I looked at the girl's record that she was fighting. And I was like, all right, so well, they kind of tried to help her. But then I saw that she had boxing experience. And I was like, oh, this isn't good. I was like, well, maybe Paige has been working on her hands. and Maybe she could hit somebody. But all of her knockouts of the UFC were like switch kicks and shit like that. The girl doesn't have hands. So she went out there and just lost. Clean as a sheet. She just lost. She just got... She, it's not even like she got beat up. She lost to like a basic journeyman fighter. Yeah. Just outpointed. Just it did seem like she started to get her bearings about her later on in the fight. That's it's cool, too late. but it's over for her. No, no it's not. She yes, got to fight is. again because I'm sure they paid her quite a bit of money. Well, yeah, but you're never going to cash out on that return. Whatever they paid her, they expected her to win. But now yeah. that she's lost, like, you just need one win. They'd be like, oh, she was just testing it out. Give her a softer matchup the next time. Have her win. And then you can still see her versus, like, Beck Rollins. But the and then you let her... The, the bigger issue is the balloon is popped. The, the, the air is out the balloon. Like, you had the most attention you could possibly get. Super Bowl weekend. There's no other sport going on that night that anybody was paying attention to. I think it was some NBA action. But aside from that... You really didn't have any competition. There was no UFC. There was no boxing. You had all this attention on Paige. She was trending on social media. And then she went and shit the bed. You don't get that back. The next Paige Van Zant fight they book, nobody's going to be scrambling to watch it because they're going to have other things to watch. It's over. That balloon is popped. It's a wrap. It is a wrap for Paige Van Zant. Good for her. She cashed out. And she didn't get a lot of damage in this fight. But it's a wrap. 
It's over. Who cares if she wins? Nobody. It's not like Bare nah. Knuckle was burning down the house before. No, nah, no, nah, not at all. And so I, now they just got to talk the next sucker into taking a big deal. And I don't know who that is. Like, yo, if Kimbo Slice was still alive, this was where he'd clean up at. Oh, and it'd be must-watch television. Yes, that's who you need somebody who backyard brawled his way. Like, listen, y'all know I got into it with Jorge Masvidal, but the dude should be doing bare-knuckle boxing because he was a backyard brawler before. Those are the mm. people that you need to build this particular sport. Paige Van Zandt ain't it. You yeah, can't you kick anybody. Get someone who's retired who had hands. Yeah, or you get somebody who's got cut from the UFC who has hands. There's plenty of, of UFC fighters who can throw hands, not Ben Askren, who can throw hands who should be in BKFC if they're getting cut by the UFC and can't find a place in Bellator. I mean, look, man, if they had enough money and threw the bag at Rumble Johnson. Oh, he'd kill people. Yeah, like literally, though. That's scary power. Yeah, yeah. like literally, we'd be, you know, they'd be putting people in ambulance. Because they would let fight. him weigh whatever he wants to he wear. just annihilate people. But that's what you need. You need somebody who's going to beat the brace off of somebody. Like, I'll never forget watching Kimbo Slice on YouTube. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And he's just destroying people. He was not a mixed martial artist. This was no. what he was. He died too soon. It's unfortunate that we lost Kimbo because this is where he would have made a killing in BKFC. They get his son. But you can't throw hands like Kimbo. No, just a little name recognition. Eh, nobody cares. He's not that good. No, it's like I mean, it's not like, in mixed martial arts. Like, no. if Kimbo Slice was like the Michael Jordan of backyard fighting, this is like his kid is like Jordan's kid. Like Marcus? Like, you know, yeah. Guys, Dave. I, I think that kid was trending this weekend because he was like backdooring sneakers. Yeah, which is okay. Popped up out of nowhere. Whatever. Two mentions in one week for Marcus Jordan. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't know where they go from here. But I was entertained by that one card that I watched. So uh, if you guys do watch it, make sure you check it out on Fight TV. Shameless plug. Shout out to my people over there. Um, real boxing this weekend. We had on ESPN card coming up. It was supposed to be Joe Smith Jr. fighting in the main events for the vacant title. His opponent, Vlasov, catches the Rona, fights off. Uh, I feel for Joe Smith Jr., who really wanted this fight because it kind of leads to a better BF fight, leads to some money. Everything was going in the right direction for him. He's entertaining. If you guys don't know him, he knocked Bernard Hopkins out of the ring. With a punch, that shit was crazy. He did it again this past summer. So I was like, okay, we're going to get a good fight. No, now he has to wait to see if they reschedule it or if he fights someone else for the same title going forward. Now, Richard Comey's the main event, which I think is also a pretty good fight. But with Comey, it's like the biggest highlight you have is getting knocked out clean by Teofimo. So it's it's a rough sell. (laughs) So... uh, those fights to be on ESPN, normal, if you're not doing anything on Saturday night. But the marquee fight now turns into JoJo Diaz on the zone. Is it the marquee fight? His fat ass came in four pounds overweight? Four pounds over and lost the belt on the scale when he was talking shit to Tevin Farmer. Wouldn't give him a rematch. Talking like he was the king of 130, which is now very crowded and filled with really good fighters. To lose it on the scale? That's, man, that's such a Bush League move, man. Like, 
I've never Someone called him Benavidez Jr. Jr. That shit had me dying. I've never, I never understand. Like you're a fighter, right? And you spend your whole career wanting to be a champion. That's what you want to do. And you get the opportunity to become a champion, and you just kind of throw it away because you can't eat right and you can't diet correctly. Like, listen, man. If it became a situation where you were no longer where you outgrew the weight class, then you must die on that scale or move up. Don't lose the fight because your ass can't keep your weight under control. And if anybody's seen pictures of Jojo Diaz, like I remember, I think we had a uh, a Zoom thing with him over at the Zone like late last year, and I was like, "How the fuck is he making the one thirty? <laughs> like that was the first thing I thought. I was like, "Hey, this dude ain't making one thirty. But some guys they can cut the weight. They they look huge and they they manage their diet correctly and they cut the weight. But this like you just lost the you just lost the belt on the scale after all that hard work. And here's my thing, Benavidez. I'm kind of confident he's going to get it, another crack at a title and he'll probably win it. Diaz, I don't know about that. I don't know. You, you 130 is crowded. If you get another opportunity at a title, you're probably not going to win it. If you move to 135, good luck. He just fu- like this was a fumbling of the bag cuz you wanted to be fat. I don't I don't understand. And literally this opens up unification fights. It, it was his only route to making money. Like really big money. He, I, dog, and he might lose this weekend too. Yo, he might, you can't miss weight and then lose. No, Rakamov is not a joke. He's not a joke. He's not a joke. Them Eastern European fighters with him, like they see him, they be like, "Oh, he's only seven and no, he's not a problem." Yo, a lot of them are. They just don't feel like wasting time. He's not a joke. I still had Diaz favored, but dog, he's the only one that won the title now. If JoJo Diaz wins, now the title's vacant. So I'm, I'm going to laugh in Tevin Farmer right now because I know Tevin's like, ha, ha, ha. Oh, yeah, Tevin's licking his lips. Yeah. Just seeing the title right there on the platter. Um, I, I don't know, though. The way that the IBF is kind of weirdly set up is that if JoJo Diaz does win this fight, it's kind of open. Tevin Farmer is not like the next mandatory. No. They just have like a little spot there. So it's really who can pay the money right like how do you not put up big money and try to be like yo let me get i don't know shakur stevenson in there versus whoever ends up being number one yeah. like, yo shakur fight tevin tomorrow sure because he gotta wait for his title shot anyway so it's like yo you you sneak someone in there how does gervonta be like yo i don't got an opponent right now like i'll fight tevin yeah. For that added belt. Let's go. Let's put up the paper. So that that becomes real interesting with JoJo out of the mix. If JoJo wins. It Obviously, wins. if he loses, then you have a champion. You keep rocking. I mean, I guess the best thing that I'm wondering is how fat is he going to be tomorrow? And I keep calling him fat, but he's like he's still under 140 pounds. But he'll be over 140 pounds tomorrow. Yeah. <sighs> he, yo, I saw a picture two weeks ago. Like, uh, last day of sparring, he did have the chubby face. Yeah, some of these but guys... I just thought he did a late cut. Listen, man, I'm, I'm of the mindset, this is just me, that you're not really the champion until you defend the title. Mm. Okay. That's, all, that's kind of my mindset. Like, you win it, cool, but you got to defend it. Conor McGregor never defended the title. 
there's a lot of guys who win titles and just move on. I think to be a, recognized as a champion, you have to defend that thing that you worked so hard for. And he couldn't do it. So, yeah, that was dumb. Yeah. Should be a good fight still, though. Yeah, it should be a good fight. Styles really make good fights. I mean, you know, as trash as the UFC 258 undercard is, as long as this comes on before the main event, I know what I'm watching. (laughs) Let's take a break, then come back, and then talk about UFC 258, which you didn't do a great job of selling. Make sure you guys buy ESPN+. Uh, We'll be right back after the break to talk about all things UFC, not just UFC 258. Stay right there. Be right back. We'll get right back to the show in a second, but first, the wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be able to be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads to totals to teams, player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, divisions, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, as promised, UFC talk. And I'm not going to lie to you. It's a tough sell on this pay-per-view card. <laughs> Regardless of what I said before the break, it is a tough sell. But the main event is going to be really good. Um, Trey, we, we could talk all that UFC stuff in a second, though. Bellator announced their light heavyweight Grand Prix. When they announced that they're going to Showtime. Good for them. But yeah, I think that's a good move. Showtime has always done well by combat sports, it seems. Definitely. So it's like, cool. I like that move for them. But even with that, now we have the introduction of this Bellator Light Heavyweight Championship Tournament, which right out the gate, right out the gate, we get the return of Anthony Rumble Johnson. And they're like, okay, who is he going to fight? What are they going to do? How do they match him up? Because that's, that's always the thing. In these tournaments, like, yo, we kind of look at them and be like, okay, who's going to pair down the road, right? We try to see, like, okay, they're going to let these two kind of work their way up to each other, and we're going to have one hell of a fight. Nope. Right out the gate, we get bombs from them. And I just, I'm trying to find the entire bracket, so I just don't focus on just rumble for this one. Um, I know I had the bracket up here somewhere. Well, I'll, look, I'll tell you who's on which side. So the champion Nemkov is facing Phil Davis, and they're on the same side as Rumble and Yoel Romero. That is true. So on the yeah, Rumble and Yo- that that's shitty for the champ, by the way. He's got the worst road. On the <laughs> other side, Ryan Bader has Lyoto Machida in the first round. Okay, mm. and then Corey Anderson has uh, Yagashimir Radov. I hope I'm saying his name right. I'm probably butchering it. That's the other side of the bracket. Beast and Corey be on that side. Beast and Corey Anderson. Beast in twenty five eight. One of the worst nicknames I've ever heard in MMA. <laughs> He's in this tournament. And listen, man. On one hand, I get it. 
you want to book Romero Johnson now just in case something happens and these two don't end up fighting in the final. Because obviously you still have the champ, Nemkov, who can knock either one of them off. Very possible. Yep. So you don't want to risk it. But the fact they have Nemkov on the same side of the bracket is baffling to me. Yeah. It's like they're trying to throw the oop to Ryan Bader. Right. Because I would put Romero and Rumble on the same side as, as Bader and Machida. Is Bader still heavyweight champion? Uh, yes. He was champ champ. Yes, he's, he's, he's really still, not defending he, that belt this year. He's, yeah, he's still heavyweight champ. But I, I put them all on the same side. But I, you know what Scott Coker did? I can, I know exactly what he did. He put Bader, Machida, Rumble, and Romero on the same side of the bracket, and he was like, "Oh shit, it's the UFC." Ah, uh, yeah. Like it was a complete UFC bracket. But the fact of the matter is, this bracket is all UFC fighters except for two. <laughs> two homegrowns. Yeah. The one is the champ. Yeah. Everybody else came from the UFC. Like, if Phil Davis finds a way to beat Nemkov, which is very possible. It is possible. Uh, Phil Davis is not necessarily the same fighter he was, which no. I still don't know what that is exactly. But he can make it ugly. He can. Nemkov is very dynamic. But, like, you get a Phil Davis, Yoel Romero's matchup, let's just say, or Rumble. Like, Dog, there's so much intrigue on that side of the bracket. I don't care about the other side. Corey Anderson? Corey Anderson? It'd be cool if Machida made it. I mean, look, man. There's a time that Machida was the best fighter on the planet for a hot second. When he knocked out Rashad Evans and it just felt like nobody could crack the code. And then Shogun just ran him over in the rematch. And then it was like, all right, well, I guess that's the end of that. Bader, he could beat Bader, which is true. But, man... You say, okay, Rumble Johnson versus Nemkov, right, for the title in the second round. And then next week, Ryan Bader versus Corey Anderson. What? <laughs> like, they're not the same, man. These two things aren't the same. I'm not intrigued by a Ryan Bader-Corey Anderson fight or a Leo Machida-Corey Anderson fight. And I'm just assuming Corey Anderson is going to win. I was going to say, you just shit on Corey Anderson. Yeah, I just, this is nuts. But, look, more power to him. Get, come out the gates firing and it's april 16th which means the bader machida and um the Corey anderson fight are on april 9th which is the week before so kudos which them is mania weekend yes which means i know what i'm not watching um <laughs> but yeah i'll probably have it on a second screen somewhere but either way I, I i like what bellator is doing with these tournaments but man like i said this is very ufc heavy very UFC heavy. So they, in a way, they got to kind of hope that Nemkov wins. But if he doesn't, I mean, you know, if, if Rumble wins or Romero wins, I don't think anybody can complain. But if Lyoto Machida won this shit, it'd be weird. I'm all right with that. Like, I, I don't think it's weird. It, to me, it's that, weird. That's one of the better outcomes. It just, it just makes your light heavyweight division look so porous. And even though the UFC isn't that good right now. Until, you know, Adesanya becomes yep. champ. But wrecks through the entire light heavyweight division. Yeah, but damn, man. Lyoto Machido, like, his last few fights in the UFC were not good. And we're just assuming that Style Bender wins that fight. I, but yes. he could lose. He could, but I'm not counting on it. The weight difference could be too much. Could be. That's the only thing. But, I, it, dude. Jan Blakovich is the same fighter as Robert Whitaker in terms of he's going to have a hard time with a fluid striker. 
It's just the, I agree. if the size is the, the difference, then so be it. But aside from that, when it comes to fluidity and putting chaining combos together and controlling range, guys that kind of, you know, Jan moves a lot better, but that's things going to get his head knocked off. But whatever. We shall see. We're not talking about that fight yet, which is a fucking <laughs> loaded card. They could have given two, 258 one of these fights. God damn. Nah, you just load that card and try to get the pay-per-view points. You're going to get it anyway. What fight? Listen, I always say this. I I like the fact that they stack cards. I think this is really cool. But when you have yeah. a card like two fifty eight that is sorely lacking in your co main event and beyond department, you could have gained one of these cards because that would help this pay per view. I I explained how this goes last year a little bit behind the curtain, and I will explain it again. We go by quarters, so. You have to hit certain numbers in your quarter. And when Connor fights, you hit those numbers automatically. You don't have to stack anything else for that quarter. Yeah, but I'm just saying, listen, just logically speaking, Adesanya versus Yamblakovich is your main event. Yeah. People who are buying that fight, they're not going to look, and even though Sterling versus Jan is an excellent fight, it's not going to be like, there's not going to be somebody who was on the fence until they saw that fight was like, all right, now I'm going to buy it. Right? That fight's not going to change anybody's mind. But if you put Jan and Sterling on this card, it would help sales. True. That's that's my dilemma with this. Because you're stacking the card. Like, you're stacking a card that doesn't really need the help. Adesanya's already a star. Yeah, he's going to sell whatever he's going to sell. Right. And then you have Amanda Nunez as your co-main. And she's already a star. Yeah. So Sterling and Jan is just kind of like there. I wonder if they get any pay-per-view points. I, I, that's a whole other conversation that we can't dive into because it get crazy. Yeah, like, yeah, that's it's tough being the third title fight. Yeah, but do you put that fight like, on this under card? Under two stars? Like, dog, listen. You'll be like, yo, give me pay-per-view The co-main event for 258 is Macy Barber versus Alexa Grasso. Neither of these women are in the top, are they in the top 10 in the women's fight? Oh, no. Division? No, no, Macy's like 11, I think. And Grasso's beneath her. That's your co-main event. You couldn't put Sterling and Jan on this card? I mean, I obviously preparation and all that stuff. But you should have figured this out last year. Yep. Ugh, this card sucks. <laughs> this card. like, And I love Kamara Usman. But he's not the most exciting fighter. And Gilbert Burns, not enough people know him. This card sucks. This <laughs> like They're trying to steal money. This is not yeah. a pay-per-view card. Let me know how you really feel. I'm just, I'm just right. trying to tell you. Let's talk about last weekend's card before we make our predictions for the card that you said sucks. Sucks. um, Last week, there were some pretty good fights. We saw the reemergence, which is crazy. I forgot he's still fighting. Clay Guida won. (laughs) Yeah, he did. Michael Johnson has the most interesting MMA career ever. Yeah. The man has wins over like five champions. Listen, the man beat Dustin Poirier. And guess who's the other person, his last person he beat? Uh, Nate. Tony Ferguson. No, he lost to Nate. Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson. Yo, he has some joints on his resume. He did okay against Habib. Nah, not really. But yet and still, he's fought. For a second. He's fought a lot of people. It's weird because he knocked out Dustin Poirier, and he was the last person before Justin Gaethje to beat Tony Ferguson. And then he just went over here and got dominated by Clay Guida. It makes no sense. Yo, this card is this card on paper, even though it wasn't a great card, is better than tomorrow's pay per view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
No, I'll, I'll give you that. Because <laughs> the co-main, co-main's ready with Sanhagen versus Frankie Edgar. Yeah. Boy, I think Frankie just woke up. That man, listen. My God. What a knee. Corey Sanhagen got tied up in knots by Aljamain Sterling. And so like, you know what? That shit ain't going to happen to me again. And he went out there and mowed down Marlon Moraes and Frankie Edgar with two highlight reel knockouts. That is some tough, is some great shit. But you know what that means to me? Aljamain Sterling is a real fucking deal. Oh, yeah. To wrap his ass up like a pretzel in the first round. Like he owned him in that fight. A minute, was it a minute and 15, minute 23? Sterling yep. just, he cut through him. He sliced, took him down. It was a wrap. But Sanhagen's knee on Frankie Edgar from last week. Already front run of the knockout of the year. It's going to be hard to beat that one. 28 seconds. Yeah. 28 seconds. And Frankie was out on contact. And I understand a lot of people online, they're like, Cor- Corey Sanhagen is going to be the next champion. Watch. He's going to be bantamweight champion. It's like, all right, slow down. The guy who's fighting for the title just choked his ass out, like, not even a year ago. Yeah, the disrespect for Aljo's next level. Yeah, they got they, but they've been disrespecting Aljo for a while, right? Like Marlon Moraes knocked him in the next week, right? He slowed him down, but he came back. He's won a few fights, and now it took way too long for them to book this fight. But yeah. alas, here we are. We're gonna have Jan versus Sterling next month, which is great. But Sanhagen, I mean, look, listen, it's almost inevitable. I mean, there's no way in hell that Sanhagen doesn't get the next title shot after those two knockouts. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind to see him fight one more time, but well, yeah, why not? Who's he gonna fight? I don't even have the rankings ahead of me. You know, he's not gonna fight T.J. Dillashaw, who wants a title shot. Like, oh yeah, I was suspended for being on every PED, but you know what? I said sorry. I deserve a title shot. Yeah, you need to chill. The hell out of here. The audacity of TJ Dillashaw. <laughs> the motherfucker doesn't care. Uh, and then the main event, the Ream got rolled over. Yeah. Alexander Volkov. And outside of one mistake for one second against Derek Lewis, Volkov has looked pretty damn good. Yes, man. It's strange. Like, again, some of these fighters figure it out. And, I mean, the other mistake, it wasn't a mistake. There was nothing he could do about it. Curtis Blades just took him down and just laid destroyed him. I mean, that's what Curtis Blades does, right? Oh, Curtis Blades did beat him, yeah. Yeah, but outside of that, he dominated Derek Lewis until that last round. Yep. He he beat Fabricio Verdun. People forget that. Yep. Beat Greg Hardy, beat Big <laughs> what, Ticket. When you really think about it, what the fuck was the UFC doing putting Greg Hardy in there with him? It was late replacement. I'm just saying. Greg, listen. Oh, you, you had to see what the man had. Come on, man. He didn't have that. I'm look. I'm totally fine with this because Greg Hardy's a piece of shit. But like, if you're trying to build somebody, like you got to give him a couple squash matches. You don't book him against Volkov. Like, what are you doing? Nah. But anyway. Oh, by the way, that's someone for bare knuckle boxing. Greg Hardy. Yep. Yeah, it feels like sideshow. Good old yeah. carny business. You get a, a yeah. woman. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Why not? Super carny. But but Volkov, like he goes out there and he just starches. Alistair Overeem. And it makes you question. It's like, well, damn. With wins over Overeem, Walt Harris, Fabricio Verdum on his resume, is he next in line for a title shot? Nah, he has to beat the winner. He has to face the winner of this Black Beast fight. 
So a rematch Listen, with Derek Lewis? Rosenstruck? Yeah. Ro- no. No, 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 no. Lewis, Blades. Yes. So You got to face that one. Blades, yeah, I know he beat you once, but you're on a better roll now. Well, two, and then, two people who beat you. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. And then Derek. Like, cool. If they, you know, because it's weird because I feel like John's going to get the next title shot without having to fight another heavyweight. I mean, that's the only way. Again, booking, if you're, if you're Vince McMahon, that's, you, you can't risk it with John. Yeah. You can't. So they got to keep active. So you got to fight the winner of that fight. And it's, what, two weeks difference? Yeah. In time, y'all both had the same amount of rest in camp. Yeah, that's, that's the fight to make. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Right there. And then uh, let's go to UFC 258. No, no we're not going to go to UFC 258. You want to know why? I want to talk about Dana White being a scorned ex-girlfriend who refuses to let his <laughs> girlfriend go. Like, what's wrong with this? Yes. This and this Khabib situation is out of control. This is this is getting... Listen, Dana White, again, he was the guy who said, yo, if you're even thinking about retiring, you should retire. And then Khabib says, y'all retired. And Dana says, no, 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 please, baby, baby, please. For months. Still going. And listen, I, it's weird because Dustin Poirier should be the champion. Yes. He just should. If, if that's, yes, sure. Um, and then, okay, there's other people deserving of a title shot if he is the de facto champion. And if you want to crown a champion, which you should, he should be the guy up there against someone for the title. But it seems like Dana wants to run back this Connor trilogy right away. Which Why? I don't know why it's right away, but fuck it. Connor gets what Connor gets. But then, it's kind of like you'd really just want to give Connor the belt. Because you think Connor's going to be the only one that can get Habib out of retirement. And I don't think that's the fight to get him out. I don't think anything's getting him out. But really, if it ain't GSP, he ain't coming back to just whoop Connor's ass again. Listen, Connor just lost. Th- this is crazy to me. Like, Khabib, Khabib is a guy who, when he said he's levels above everybody else, he's right. He mowed down everybody in the lightweight division. Who's left? No one. The only person he didn't get to fight is because you know the fight got canceled a thousand times with Tony Ferguson. And Charles Oliveira just got kind of got here, so it's not really fair to put his name in there. But I'm sure Khabib would be more interested in fighting Dubronx than he would any of the guys he just beat. Yeah, and I think he wrestles the shit out of him too. Exactly. So for, for Dana White to sit here and go, you know, he really hates Conor. But... I say that too. Yeah, he really hates Conor. He doesn't want to give him that payday. More than anything else, Khabib already knows he could beat him. It ain't about the money. He just retired because you know he just sits on twenty nine and zero. Yes, yes. This is what happens when you have principles, and your father dies of COVID, and you promise your mother you won't fight again. This wasn't an arbitrary retirement. This wasn't one of those things where he lost his smile. This wasn't Michael Jordan wanting to go play baseball. This is Khabib promising his mother he's not going to fight. And Dana won't leave him alone. And then Dana was like, why does he keep taking meetings with me? It's like breaking up with your girl. And then she keeps calling and you answer the phone and you're like, hello. And she's like, oh, can we still be together? Look, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and that's all That's all Khabib keeps saying. I don't know, man. Like, no, no, I think it's over. I think it's over. Well, just give me one more chance. You know, if, if all these things happen, can we date again? All right, maybe. 
And it's usually a long list of things that'll never happen. Like she's like, if I grow three inches taller, and if I get rid of my kids, and if I get rid- like <laughs> all these things that can't possibly happen, and then you know you go, yeah, if those things happen, sure. Then that's kind of what Dana is presented to Khabib, and Khabib was like, yeah, okay, you know, if if the moon happens to fall on Mars, and you know the world turns upside down, and Trump's president again, sure, I'll fight again. And then he was like, I got a chance. I got a chance. That's that's all he had to hear. So you're saying I got a chance? This is this is so this is so goofy, man. Like I, I hate it because you know I felt I've, I watched the interview with Brett Akimoto, and you know Brett's a friend of ours, and mm-hmm. I just, I'm watching Brett, and I'm like, in his head, I know he's got to be sitting there like, dude, let it go, but he can't, right? Like, no, <laughs> he can't say that to him, and, no. and then Dana's like, mind your business, and it's like, no, you're putting you're putting it all out there for us to consume and be like, stop being the scorned ex-girlfriend are you gonna flatten khabib's tires next this is out of control because it just you look at brett during that interview he's like one plus one doesn't equal two here like he's looking like okay if you want to run that fight back in july wouldn't that be for the title he's like no no one's worthy of being champion yet like what like, yo sir i've seen you give interim interim belts away for like a hot pocket what do you mean you, no one's worthy of being champion. Like they're not. What kind of dumb shit is that? Again, it's like the scorned ex girlfriend who just. If Connor wins that fight, he demands the belt. Dana just. Yeah, but it's like it's like the scorned ex girlfriend, whose dude just broke up with him, and now the dude's just che- like not even cheating because it's only cheating to the delusional. But he's moved on with his life. He's married. He's done everything. Yes. And she's still sitting there going, "I'm not going to date anybody else because I'm going to get my man back." Bitch, he's married. With kids, you're never going to get him back. This is what Dana looks like right now. Dana White is sitting here, not going to give the title to anybody else because he's hanging on to a dream. That is so disrespectful to Dubronx, to Poirier, to Gaethje. Those guys deserve an opportunity to get the title. Shit to Chandler to oh, yeah. just throw people in there. Why I not? mean, shit, Chandler just got here. He's the girl that just doesn't even matter. You know, she's like he, she, uh, Chandler's like the hot new girl that came to your high school yep. and shit. And then she shows up and she's like, "Yo, can I date the quarterback of the football team?" And the ex girlfriend who's the cheerleader is like, "No, he's still mine, dude." Dana, give it up. Let it go. Let somebody else be champion. What's the big deal with Habib saying, "Yeah, I want to return a fight," and then just having the title match? Like, what's the difference? If you name a champion and Habib wants to come back and fight at any point, he goes immediately into fighting the champion. Yeah, like, man, this is going to sound really cool. He doesn't have to still be champion. Look, I'm, st- I'm really sticking with this girlfriend analogy, right? And this is going to sound really crass. But it, the fact of the matter is, I don't care. And if this is like the girlfriend saying, look, I'm not going to lay down with anybody else until I get my man back. Listen, go get your back blown out. Celibacy. It's <laughs> like, the Twitter celibacy. Yeah. <laughs> Go get your backbone out because if, if you wait, you're just going to be dry for the rest of your life. So Khabib <laughs> is gone, man. Like, and if he comes back, hey, spread them legs. But he's not. So just give the title to somebody else, man. Let them fight for it. What's wrong with you? I don't even know. Like, it's, it makes no sense. No sense whatsoever. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed my analogy because (laughs) somebody's going to really like hate it. I'm sorry. I just had to stick with it and I had to see it through. (laughs) Uh, Let's give our predictions for this weekend's fight card. Damn it. I forgot we had this fight card already. So we hey, no. Can we can we talk about one other thing? Jeez, you hate this fight. I really do. We got enough of time. I mean, it's our show. I mean, there's more interesting things in this fight card outside of the main event. Um. 
why is nobody acknowledging the long-term effects of COVID with Kamaya out of another fight with Leon Edwards? Oh, shit, yeah, I did want to talk about that. Good catch. Um, this is two fighters, long-term effects now, right? Yeah. Cody Garbrandt, we still haven't seen him back. Now Kamaev with the lungs and Dana lose to it. It sounded serious. I'll give Dana that. Like he he made a point to be like, yo, no, this is some real shit. About time. Um, Put on a I'm mask. not going to I'm not gonna force to rebook this. I'm not gonna No, we need to let him heal. Yeah. And Leon's gonna move on. Thank God. So I think this is the first time we get a glimmer of, yo, this is serious. But at least with this person, not overall. I don't think he's ever going to admit like overall. No, like I, that he unless he catches it and is like on the bad end of it, which I don't wish that on nobody. But I don't think he's going to admit that. But when it comes to Kamaya, it's like it's one of those things where it's like, yo, I can't just again wish him well. I can't wish him into a fight and just put a date on something. Like this is serious. So we just got to let him be on the sideline. For as long as he needs to be on the sideline and figure something else out for Leon. You, you um, know what this is, though? This is like, when they booked this fight, a lot of us is like, this is disrespectful to Leon Edwards. Like, God damn, it, it is. is. It you is. know? And COVID was like, yeah, man, this is disrespectful. This fight ain't going to happen. Yep. COVID was like, I, I don't want to see this shit happen. And then Kamayev, you know, the crazy thing is, do y'all remember there was footage of him, like, just kicking it with no mask on, shaking hands with people. It's like, really? Hmm. Yep. Sometimes you, you know, listen, man, I'm not saying anybody deserves to get COVID, but, you know, if, if you if you jump, if you in, run the risk. I'm just saying if you're at this zoo and the lion cage is open and you're like, I'm going to go in here and see what happens and play with this lion and you get bit. I don't really feel sorry for you. If the lion eats you, I feel bad because like, damn, man, he's dead. But there's always going to be a part of me that says your dumb ass shouldn't have gotten that damn lion cage. Yep. So. If his gas tank is never right again, then it's like, what could have been? Hey, this is kind of your fault. But ultimately, Leon Edwards, listen, man, he doesn't want to move off that card. Y'all been playing with Leon for way too long. Yes, they're looking at Kobe Covington. That's the fight you should have made in the first fucking place. Should have, but they were waiting to see what Jorge did. Yeah, and we don't know what Masvidal is doing. He's busy arguing with me on Twitter. (laughs) It's exactly what he's doing. And hanging out with Jake Paul in the gym. I... Honestly, it'd be easier to book Jorge Masvidal versus Leon Edwards because I think Masvidal will take the fight on short notice. Um, you probably still got to move it back, though. Maybe to, like, the April pay-per-view. Give someone time to train. But, I mean, if Colby, Dana said what had to be said with the winner of this gets a title shot. Yeah, sure. So that's that's the carry I think that Colby cares about. What a goof. Yeah, I mean, we know how that's going to play out again. I hope Leon Listen, beats the shit out of him. If people want to keep getting their draws broken, they fuck it. What would mind to stop them, right? Like, that's Kobe knows where this ends if he gets another title shot. Pretty much. Because he, he's not going to out-wrestle tomorrow. No, absolutely not. And he damn sure don't want to stand in trade no more. No. So it's it's a world of hurt for him. Um, but, yeah, so we'll, we'll see how that plays out here in the near future and I hope Kamayev gets you know healthy soon because this shit could linger for a long time I guess we've heard it from world class athletes yeah alright like this shit stays look with you. now we can talk about UFC 258 <laughs> you happy now thank you <laughs> now we will start with our predictions um, I'm going 
I'm not doing the first card of this, like Yo. first fight on a card. I'm gonna start with Jim Miller versus Bobby. That Green. fight's off. Nope. nope, that fight is off. Bobby Green collapsed. Yep. Now that I read that, and so and if you're looking, Brian Keller and Ricky Simone have been elevated to the main card. They went from Fight Pass prelim or ESPN Plus prelim to main card, so that's opening the card now. Oh, that's wild! It was actually a good that's fight. A good fight. <laughs> that's a good fight. Uh, Brian Keller is always exciting. Uh, give me him to lose, though. <laughs> give me him to lose. <laughs> give me him to lose, Ricky Simon. <laughs> that is a, uh, wow, that's a bar. That's a bar. Give me him to lose. All right, cool. But I'm picking Ricky Simone, too. I do enjoy watching Brian Kelleher fight. Um, Simone barely scraped by Ray Borg. Uh, the other fight, the guy, I don't even know who he is. He beat him in, I think it was, a, I can't remember where it was at. I think it was an ESPN card or some shit like that just recently. Um but I like Ricky Simone, and I think this will be a pretty good fight. But if it turns into like a stand and bang occasion, Brian Keller will probably win. But oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with Ricky Simone. I think he's just a little bit slicker to get get by yeah. on this one. Then we have, uh, let's see. You know what? I didn't know Diego Lima was still fighting in the UFC. Yeah, yeah, he's still I fighting. thought he was in Bellator, too. No, no. I guess not. But Bilal Muhammad, I don't know about Bilal Muhammad. I always think he, he should be better than he is. He's he's um, one of those guys, right? Yeah, like he has a really good record and he's on a run. But it's still like, what are you? I mean he Like if you never take a step up fight, like what are you? He, well he loses those. He lost to Vicente Luque and he lost to Jeff Neal. But he mm, he did. You know, but outside of that, mm, he's got some pretty good wins. So yeah. I'm Diego Lima. I can't believe he only has three losses. It, I mean, it feels like he has more, but it's just those big moments, he comes up short. Yeah. But I'm picking Bilal Muhammad in this fight to beat Diego Lima because Diego Lima is Me a too. guy that I'm like, yo, he's not in Bellator? So, yeah, <laughs> send him there yeah. after this fight. Yeah, yeah. Um, shit. So we have Patolo versus Marquez still on the main one? Sure, whatever. All right, whatever. <laughs> cool. Um, Kelvin Gaslam versus... Ian Heisnich. Ian Hanish. Yeah. The, this is yes. actually a pretty good fight, man. Ian Heisnich is uh he's, he's he had to bounce back back from a couple of losses. Um and Gaslam just kinda needs this one bad. You know? Like Gaslam's so young. I, I'm just saying twenty nine? Like what? Yeah, remember how because on the Ultimate Fighter he was like crazy young, right? So it's like now yeah. he's yeah, it just feels like he's been here a lot longer. But since losing to Adesanya, he got stopped by no, he lost a split decision to Till, and Jack Hermanson knotted his ass up with a heel hook real quick. He needs this win. Bad. Yep. And I'm going to pick him to win this fight. I think he's going to get off this this uh, three-fight losing streak. Not that it really matters unless, you know, Adesanya vacates the division, but he needs this win to get find a way to get closer to title contention. So I'm going to pick him here. Yeah, he just needs to get back in the mix. So I'm going to take him, too. Like, if he doesn't get back in the mix with this, it's tough. Like, he could have a Max Holloway resurgence, you know, where you just go through, like, a little down point because you are you just fought everyone. Your body's like, yo, it's crazy. And then you go for a second run. But it has to start here, like you said. Those other guys, I understand. Those are top contender type guys, right? This, this is where they're like, okay, let's put you back a little bit and see what you got. Yeah. So you got to win this fight. Co-main, Macy Barber. Alex Grasso, I think Macy with the knee injury and everything, I, I think we've seen the best of her probably now. Uh, her athleticism just, just doesn't jump off the page for me. 
Like, I, something's missing. And I understand, like, her prospect, she was a high prospect. I thought she was good. Um, and I thought she was going to really make noise in the division. Now I'm not too sure. I'm really not. And Macy Barber, what, she's 22. So maybe her time is still coming. Um, but give me Grasso for the win here. Yeah, I'm taking Macy Barber. Uh, the Roxanne out of Fairy fight, Grasso, like, I mean, uh, Barber, like, tore everything. And she couldn't move. Yeah. And she was still fighting, which means she has a ton of heart. And she's young, so the recovery shouldn't be too bad. And I think that she's going to be one to watch in this division. So, and it's funny because Alexa Grasso was that person. She was. Um, Tatiana Suarez is the one who, who originally stopped the hype train, wrapped her ass up. Yeah. Um, Outside of that, she's had some pretty close fights. Yeah, and, you know, beat Carolina Kovacavich, then lost to Carlos Esparza, then beat Gion yeah. Kim. And now you're fighting Macy Barber, who's full of piss and vinegar right now because she had to sit on the shelf with this damn tore-up-ass knee, um, losing him out of ferry. And if I think she could have very well won if it wasn't for that injury. Um, but it was also one of those situations kind of like Max Holloway and Dustin Poirier years ago where she wasn't ready. She was young. Yep. She's still young. But I think it's the perfect fight for her. So in the co-main, I'm going to pick Macy Barber. Okay. Grasso, to me, is still young. She is. And probably on the verge of figuring out. Like, they both have to be players in this division. Yeah, but I think I'll, I'll take a step further. I think Macy Barber is going to stop Alexa Grasso. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So we see the potential of Macy Barber. Yeah. Start to come out more. Um, yeah, give me Grasso. Decision. And then main event, Usman, Gilbert Burns. It's actually a really good fucking fight. Good matchup. I I feel like we could have, like, paralysis by analysis for a good amount of this fight where they're just so similar and so good and kind of even and everywhere they are that they just kind of just look at each other because no one's going to give someone an opening for a while, I think. But give me Kamaru to retain 3-2 to two on the judges' scorecards or some shit. I mean, I'm picking Kamaru. It's, it is one of those things where, you know, former teammates uh, fighting, obviously it's been a minute. Um, Gilbert Burns has been on a nice run, but, you know, people act like Kamaru Usman has lost a fight in the UFC. He has not. No. And it hasn't even been close. Like, he steamrolled Tyron Woodley. He's the last person to beat Leon Edwards. He beat yep. Masvidal pretty handily. Colby Covington was a, you know, relatively close fight. It was competitive, and he broke his jaw. I like Gilbert Burns. Since returning to welterweight, he's looked really good. But yep. he's beat a Tyron Woodley, who is clearly a shell of himself. And he beat Damian Maia, who's been fighting father time off with uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu for the, like, the last four years. I Gilbert Burns has a great chance, but he's going to have to catch Kamaru early, or else he's going to be on his back a lot. So I'm picking Usman by decision. Um... I'll say four rounds and one because I think you might be right. That first round might not be a whole lot. I'd be surprised if Kamaru like immediately shot or they just started throwing hands from the outset. But sometimes it happens. Training partners think they're familiar with each other and think they know what they need to do to beat each other. So could happen, but I'm, I'm picking Usman to retain. And then he just kind of looks at the, the landscape of the division. He's like, man, who's next? Yeah, I mean, these guys, you they've gone the distance quite a bit. Um, only person to stop Gilbert Burns, Dan Hooker. Which I remember that fight. Dan Hooker's he's a whole different beast. Yeah, he got creamed by Michael Chandler. Chandler, yeah, when he's on though, God he's on. Yeah. And so he's I don't know. It's violent. I don't know if this fight is gonna be violent. And it's not gonna help the perception that Kamaru's a very boring fighter. 
No. Which is shit. Probably not. Because people already don't like him because he's a very opinionated black man. Yeah. And then the style doesn't lend itself either. So they can kind of mask that by saying he's boring. And I think this is another fight where it's going to be very easy for him to be born. Yeah, it is. I mean, he's just a fantastic wrestler, man. He's a really yeah. damn good wrestler. I really just want to see him versus Wonder Boy. And I understand rankings, blah, 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 whatever. I think Wonder Boy stylistically is, is the match I want to see. I just want to see how he handles it. I mean, I'm interested in that fight, too. But, you know, we'll see. It. In terms of what's next if he wins. So we're both picking Kamaru. That is our show for today. Thank you guys for sticking with us all day, talking about comic book stuff, boxing, and MMA. We appreciate you. Make sure you follow us on social media at Corner Podcast underscore on Twitter. And then also you can follow us on Instagram at Corner Club for Life. You can follow me at Kel Dansby, him at Andreas Hell on all platforms. Make sure you check out our other show, Wrestling with Stereotypes on adfreeshows.com. Shout out to Blue Wire, the network. Shout out to all the sponsors here. Hopefully you guys are staying safe and Rona free. We appreciate you. This has been great. Two shows down there back to back this week. We'll be back next week to recap all of this that happens and preview another good week in combat sports. We appreciate you. Until then, we're out. Peace. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com